Hello everybody, welcome to this edition of The Coaching Conversation. In this series, we're looking to help business owners, business leaders see how coaching can help them and their teams be the people they want to be, achieve the things they really want to achieve in their life. We also aim it at fellow coaches. What we're really looking to do is to show them our experiences and hope that that inspires them and helps them develop their own skills and practices. I'm Graham Wiley. I've been coaching business leaders and business owners around the world for the last two decades. Nothing more to say now other than get ready, get comfortable. Here comes this edition of The Coaching Conversation. Hello and welcome to this edition of The Coaching Conversation. Today's subject is going to be about coaching people in family firms. And that's going to include members of the family and the outside members of the team who are there as ordinary employees looking to develop their careers in a perfectly understandable way. So starting with family members, um, family organisations in my experience tend to be fairly unique. Whatever their background is, whether the founder is still in the business, whether they've been around a long time, or whether they're relatively new, whether they're huge concerns, or whether they're really quite small micro-businesses. And each of them, therefore, have this different history, they have this different culture, they have a completely different raison d'etre. In many cases, the owners see them really only as methods of income rather than ongoing businesses, an alternative to employment, if you will. And then again, others are very corporate in the way they approach their business and they have a very good, deep, long-term plan, usually around growth and longevity. And so because of this myriad of backgrounds and cultures, it's not easy to generalise about how working with members of a family in a family business will pan out. So let's start with some specifics. Let's start with an organisation that is about 20 years old and the founder is looking to retire and his next generation of children are in the business and looking to take over. And on a number of occasions, I've worked with organisations almost identical to what I've just described. And the challenge for the members involved in that family are for the founder, for the owner, to actually genuinely commit to passing the authority, the responsibility over, and having confidence in the people he's passing it over to. For the younger generation, it's the same thing, but in reverse, can they actually get their parents to actually give them the reins. Perhaps they feel a little bit of imposter syndrome as to whether or not they are really able to do this. But normally, I have to say, I very rarely find situations where they're not sure if they want to do that, because if that was a case, they probably already made the decision. And also from the second generation's point of view, they may have a completely different vision of the future of the business. They may want to take it off in entirely different directions, perhaps faster, perhaps new markets, who knows. Now, therefore, part of the work of the coach is to work with the owner, the person who's looking to pass it on, and with those who are going to look to pick it up and run with it thereafter. 
So concentrating on the, the incumbent, the owner, the founder probably, um, and talking about how they view this situation is often um, key to a smooth and less challenging handover. The truth of this is the longer the run-in on this, the better in my experience. A, oh, God, blimey, I'm not coming back to on Monday. Here's the keys to the business. Get on with it. Is not very likely to work well. There are other stakeholders in this organization that need to be managed too. So obviously clients and customers, clearly key members of staff outside of the family, and, and potentially even other trading partners, key suppliers, product suppliers, and so on. And so the handover needs to be like landing a jumbo jet. It needs to be done very carefully and over a long period of planning. That said, that does also mean that over that period of time, things can change. The market conditions can change. The situation the business is in can change. And there could be a need to adjust the timetable accordingly. And obviously, other factors such as health and so on can unfold in that period too. So a degree of flexibility within that planning is inevitably important. So when dealing with the owner, the founder, the older generation in this conversation, the sorts of things I'd like to get them to think about, first of all, is what are they going to do when they finish? You know, and what does finish mean? Does finish mean going part-time? Does it mean stopping altogether? Does it mean being non-exec? What, what, what does it mean? And whilst it's not for the coach to tell them what the answer to that question is, you can help them work through all of the different aspects of that challenge to work out what they really do want. And indeed, that again can be over a period of time. It could be they'll go part-time, then they'll go non-exec, and then they will retire fully over, say, a five-year period. Another aspect is to make sure they get really, really good advice on the financials around all of this. Things around inheritance tax planning, corporation tax. There's a whole raft of aspects of financial planning that are needed to make sure that both the older generation, the younger generation, and the business itself, I guess, are not prejudiced or put in a place that they'd rather not be. When talking to the older generation in this, it's also important to make sure they try to separate the two aspects of family and business. Not, not easy to do, but try to see things clinically, try to see things objectively as far as the business is concerned and allow any other family considerations to be secondary. It's also really important if within this mix, certain members of the family are being treated differently. So there could be several children, only a minority of which are in the business and others are outside of the business. Where, where does that sit? How, how does that work out in terms of inheritance, in terms of value, in terms of legacy? What, what do you want that to be? The other aspect, or another aspect, is to think about how they hand over the business actually in such a way that the rest of the business, the other stakeholders I mentioned already, feel confidence in what is happening. They don't feel that you're deserting a sinking ship. They don't feel that you're hiding the truth from them in some way or that the whole thing is going to go to hell in a handcart. 
in many ways, it can be an opportunity to celebrate the success of the period that the incumbent's been running the business. It can often be a great chance to energise the marketing and recommit to the way in which the business is looking to go forward. Other aspects around passing over from the older generation's perspective is what happens if something goes wrong? What happens if along the way the business gets into trouble? What happens if along the way the younger generation have changed their mind? What happens if you are seriously at loggerheads with the way in which they plan to take the business and you fundamentally disagree? If it represents your major source of wealth and indeed your retirement pot, then you're much more likely to want to intervene. If you have severed the links, if you have passed the business over, then to some extent it isn't really your problem, is it? You can give advice, but they don't have to take it. So you can see from a family business point of view, as the older generation passing to the younger generation, there's a number of important and conflicting issues. So flipping it on its head and looking at the younger generation, what what are the important things that they might want to be thinking about? Well, clearly timetable, clearly the way the things are going to be managed externally, what's going to happen with the other senior management around the business, clearly what's happening financially, are they going to own the business, how's that going to work from a tax point of view, and so on and so on and so on. Those things, exactly the same way that they're important to the older generation, they're very important to the younger generation. But they also need a plan. They need to know what they're going to do when the older generation has gone. How are they going to run this business? If there's more than one of them, more than one sibling, say, or more than one relative, how are they going to carve up authority and responsibility? How are they going to re-energise and give confidence to the senior team and the rest of the workforce? Are they going to create a whole new business plan, a whole new direction and sense of purpose? That could be really, really exciting or it could be really, really disturbing. From their point of view, are they happy with the timetable? Is it too extracted? Does it effectively prolong the agony? Do they want it to go um, less quickly because they're frightened of being chucked in at the deep end? Another aspect, if I was a younger generation taking on the business from my parents or older relatives, I'd be very concerned about how the external part of the family would feel about that. Not just my immediate family, but others. How's it going to be presented to them? Am I worthy? Am I? Is this just some form of ridiculous entitlement? Am I the right person to be doing the job? Also, from the younger generation's point of view, they want to feel that they are truly in command want to feel that they can make the decisions. That's not to say they don't have access to the older generation for advice and support, bouncing off ideas and so on, but they do want to feel that if they're in charge, they're in charge. There's nothing worse than having responsibility and no authority. It's very demotivating, it's confusing, and it leads to an awful lot of ineffectiveness. That leads on to culture. That leads on to sense of purpose. Usually in a family business, there's a fairly clear, well-established culture. 
This is how things get done around here. This is how the family behave, or at least this is how the boss behaves. This is what he or she likes. This is what they tolerate. This is what they don't tolerate. And these are their expectations. And clearly with a new generation, that's very likely to change. Whether it's deliberately, consciously, with a whole sense of new energy, or whether it's just, I'm a different person to them. And it happens by osmosis. And so it's very important that the rest of the organisation are kept well aware of what is happening. And they're kept appraised of the transition and the objectives of the transition and how it will be different in the future. Not necessarily a criticism of the past, but a, a process of renewal. And if, if the younger generation don't think about these sorts of things, then they'll find there will be problems with people after the transition. So there you have it. Coaching a family business at a point where the older generation are passing to the newer generation is more complicated than you think it might be, takes longer than you would like it to, works best with lots and lots of planning, but above all else, it's a moment of great change which needs managing. And as a coach, all you can do is help people think through the things they need to be thinking about rather than offering them solutions because they're, as I said right at the beginning of this conversation, Every one of these situations is unique. So there you have it. See you again in the next edition of The Coaching Conversation. Bye. So there you have it. That was the latest edition of The Coaching Conversation. Hope it was useful. Hope it did what it was meant to do for you. If you want any more information about our coaching practice, it's at the executivemindset.co.uk. While you're there, you can book your own free session, which will give you a much deeper insight to what coaching can really do for you. If you enjoyed the session, please give us a good rating. And if you want to reach out for further information, do email me at theexecutivemindset at sagegreen.com. That's about it for this time and look forward to seeing you next time. Bye.